Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, and welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're having an amazing week. And I'm glad that you're here hanging out with me for a little bit as we continue with our college knowledge series all the way through the fall. My goal is to reach out to college students, Christians who are on their college campuses, wanting to make a difference, wanting to be rooted in their faith, but just not knowing where to go or how to do it. Here's the place for you to be equipped, empowered, and, and and be able to engage in a community with other like-minded believers who can help you live out your faith on your college campus. We have been hitting some different topics, time management, how to own your faith. We've talked about freedom and independence. And this week, we are talking about the balance between religion and school and just what it looks like to be bold in your faith while you're on your college campus. Before I get started, I want to make a quick announcement. I have a women's retreat, a Selah retreat coming up in December, December 8th through the 10th. I would love for you to come and be a part. It is going to be our winter retreat. If you've been following for a while, you know that we have retreats twice a year. Last year, we had one in the spring and the fall. This one, we had one in the spring, and the next one will be in the winter. And the theme is all about prayer. We're going to learn how to pray, the power of prayer, what it looks like to be a prayer warrior. And we're going to have fun while we're doing it. We're going to have movie night. We're going to have hot chocolate. We're going to have campfires. We're going to have all the things, all the things about Jesus, all the yummy food. It's going to be amazing. So I would love for you to be a part. The link is in the podcast notes, or you can also find it on our website, christiangirlspop.com, and it is Selah in Prayer Winter Retreat. I would love for you to be a part. Anyone over 18 is welcome to come. You can come if you're under 18, but you have to be accompanied by an adult, but you have to be accompanied by an adult, and it is for women only. So make sure that you just grab a friend, or you can come along. You can meet some people while you're there. We'd love to have you be a part. Let's talk about this balance between religion and school. And so obviously, as you know, college has a lot of temptations, a lot of distractions. There's so many things that can just get you off track, right? There's so many things that can just really turn your head away from the things of God very easily, almost everywhere you look, especially if you go to a secular university where, you know, Christ isn't the common discussion or the common you know lifestyle to be a christian on the college campus some of you have been listening since the beginning of the series so you do know a little bit about my background but if you don't if it's your first time tuning in or maybe just haven't caught that episode hey girl thanks for coming to hang out um for me personally i did go to a christian university so that definitely helped we had to go to chapel um you know to get like our service our our church points basically and that's what they called them um We had to do different community service activities. We had to just kind of like be engaged into spiritual um, events. And so that was really cool. I love that they did it that way. A lot of people actually came to know the Lord because they were quote unquote forced to go, but then realized, oh man, like I really need Jesus. And so I was definitely blessed to be able to be in that environment. But um, I know that's not everyone's 
you know, experience. That's not everyone's environment. The choice is still the same, though. You still have to make a choice of whether or not you're going to be bold in your faith. Um, even though I went to a Christian university, I still had to choose, even though I was forced to go to chapel and all this stuff. Like, I didn't have to, you know, raise my hands in worship. I didn't have to get involved. I didn't have to start my own Bible studies. I didn't have to do those things. But that was because I had made the choice to become bold in my faith. So regardless of where you are, regardless of what environment you're in, I do challenge you and encourage you to still be bold in your faith and really balance this out well. Even if you're not at an, at an environment or, you know, at a university where you're, you feel that, um, you know, Christians are the majority or you're able to talk about God freely, that's when those decisions are made of, I'm still going to be a Christian. I'm still going to be bold in my faith. So maybe you go to a secular university and you feel like, man, it's even harder to be a Christian than, you know, I thought it was going to be. Maybe you feel like you stick out like a sore thumb, right? Maybe you just feel out of place. You feel like you're the only one that wants to go to Bible study. You're the only one that is a Christian. You're the only one that doesn't want to go, you know, do all the things everyone else is doing. And what do you do with that, right? Like, how how do you navigate that? What what does that look like in your life? So I want to go back to a question I asked. It's actually two questions. I asked these questions a couple weeks ago on the podcast when we were talking about owning your faith. And the two questions are, what do you believe and what will you do with what you believe? Once again, the two questions are, what do you believe and what will you do with what you believe? Now that's regarding your spiritual you know, decisions. That's regarding your faith. So you have to ask yourself and make the decision of what you believe. What do you believe about God? Now that you're in college, the decision is in your hands. It's time for you to take responsibility of your faith because no one's dragging you to church. No one's making you go to Bible study. No one's even telling you to read your Bible, maybe. Maybe you still get, you know, verses of the day sent by one of your grandparents or your mom or dad. But now the choice is still yours. You still have to make the decision of what you really believe. And then if you're, once you decide what you believe, your actions will follow. And that's what answers part two, which is what will you do with what you believe? So if you answer question one and you say, I believe that Jesus is Lord, he's a savior. He is the only way to get to heaven. And now because of what I believe, I will live a life that represents that and reflects that I will choose to live a life of being an ambassador for Christ I will choose to live holy and set apart I will choose to consecrate myself I will choose to you know be set apart from the rest of the world and not conform to the world but be transformed you have to choose the decisions based on what you believe so I want to look at one verse of scripture well it's um it's three verses here uh, but one little passage of scripture and that's what we're going to focus on today you probably you may have heard this. I, I want to say, I don't, I never want to say, oh yeah, you've heard this before. I never want to assume that people have heard the word of God when they haven't. But it's Matthew chapter five, verses 14 through 16. Matthew chapter five, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So this verse is talking about being a light, right? And it says that we are the light. It says a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You may have seen it, you know, driving through the countryside at some point. Um, But if there's a house or, you know, there's a city that's way up on the hill, there's not enough, you know, trees or anything that can really hide that because it's so high up. 
if, if you if you light a candle and and instead of you know putting it under a basket or hiding it you you know put it on a lampstand you illuminate it it can light up a house and the scripture says that's what we need to do we need to have our light shining so bright that others will see it and ultimately look to God and that's what we're called to do so with this verse of scripture this is letting us know this is a position that we should take on our job at our college you know in our families in our neighborhood in our communities this is the stance that we're supposed to take and specifically while we're on our college campus we need to be a light we need to be a light there are so many walking around every single day living in darkness just drowning in it whether they want to admit it or not they are and then you are able to be that light that they've been needing to give them hope, to bring them encouragement, to let them know that there is a way out, that they don't have to be alone, that they don't have to be depressed their whole life, that they don't have to live with anxiety and fear and that they don't have to give in to their suicidal thoughts. They don't have to, you know, just go with the things of this world and just live this bare minimum lifestyle and and but instead live a life of abundance that the Lord has called them to and that the Lord came to give every single one of us if we choose him and we choose his gift of salvation. It says, you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we need to have a light to shine and then we need to make the choice to let it shine. So the light is Christ Jesus living within us, but we still have to make the choice of whether or not we're going to just, you know, put a basket over him, you know, cover him up or we're going to let him shine for the whole world. People should know around you that you're a Christian. So that's my question to you. Does your roommate know you're a Christian? Do your classmates know you're a Christian? Do your study group, do they know you're a Christian? If somebody were to do a survey, would they say, oh yeah, I know for sure she's a Christian. Whether based on, you know, conversation that you had, based on your lifestyle, you know, maybe they know, uh, they've seen you go to church, they've seen you read your Bible and pray and worship. Or would they say, I don't know, I'm not really sure where she stands with her faith. What, What would people say? Do people know that you're a Christian? Do people know that they can be that they can turn to you, that you're the one that they can turn to when when they need prayer, when they need some hope, when they need encouragement? Or are they going to have to keep trying to find it in the world because they don't know that that true light and the true answer is found in you? Let your light so shine before men. The ultimate purpose of our life is to glorify our Father in heaven. There's um I did a whole month long series a couple years ago on the podcast about purpose and we talked about the difference between like a purpose and a calling basically so let's we all have the same like general purpose and then we have unique callings to fulfill that purpose so our ultimate purpose is to glorify god um you know to go in the world and make disciples and um that's our purpose that's our overall what we're gonna do and our calling is our specific way that we're going to make that purpose be fulfilled right so if my overall purpose is to go and make disciples my specific calling is to do bible studies on Texas Southern University's campus. That's a specific calling for me of how I'm making disciples Um, or, you know, through Christian Girls Pop. Um, Somebody else's general purpose is, you know, the same, to go and make disciples, to glorify God when their calling may be um, to be a doctor and be a Christian doctor and to lead their patients to Christ as they work with them, right? Like there's, everybody has their own, their own place to be. But, um, 
all of it is ultimately to glorify God. So we always have to make sure that our actions, our decisions, our words, let it all be glorifying God. We don't want to look back and say, oh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really edifying. That wasn't glorifying. I don't know who I was pointing to with that one, but it wasn't God. Right. Let our let our works glor- let let our works glorify God. Let everything that we do make people want to turn and glorify God as well. So I want to challenge you. Hey, girl, this is not the time to blend in. This is not the time to do what everyone else is doing. I know, quote unquote, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is not doing it. And half the people that are doing it shouldn't be doing it and know that they shouldn't be. And they're not enjoying it. So you're really not missing out on that much. I promise you. This isn't the time to blend in and do what everyone else is doing. You are supposed to stand out. Maybe you say, but I stick out, but I, I stick out like a sore thumb. Good. That's the whole point. The Bible says, Romans 12, 1 and 2, that to to uh, not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That means that we are not to look like this world. To conform means to, you know, to fit the mold of something or to adapt to something. We are in this world, right? We have to live. We have to pay bills. We got to go to, you know, go to the gas station. We have to do stuff in this world. We're not in like a special Christian bubble. I wish, but you know, that's not how things work. But just because we're in this world does not mean that we have to act like the world, be like the world, talk like the world, dress like the world, behave and carry ourselves like the world. We are not to conform, but instead the actual thing that we're supposed to do is to be transformed so that we can look more like Christ every single day. So you are not supposed to look like them. You are not supposed to blend in with your worldly friends, with your worldly classmates, with your worldly roommates. You're supposed to stand out. And I know it doesn't feel good. I know that it seems so lonely and isolating and like you're the only one on the whole planet that's doing this. You're not, but the enemy wants you to believe that you are so that you can just go and do what everyone else is doing. And that's a lie from the enemy. I call that out right now. But I want to let you know that it is not going to feel good, but it is so worth it. You know what also doesn't feel good? The regret and the shame and the guilt that comes with doing all the things that the world does. They don't even enjoy it half the time. They just numb themselves and do it again. We are not called to be like them. You are called to stand out. My challenge, I am challenging you. You are called to be a light on the hill. You are called to be bold. You are called to be different. You're not called to just shrink in and, you know, just shrink back and just go with what everyone else is doing. And I guess I'll just have to do it because everyone else is doing it. What does the word of God say about what you're trying to do? I know everyone else says it's it's cool to just pop all the pills and throw all the shots and do all of that. First of all, they're waking up making, realizing they made terrible decisions the night before. They're waking up overwhelmed with shame and guilt. And that's why they they're alcoholics. That's why they keep going back to the parties and to the all of that because they're trying to numb all these other decisions that have been just piled up on top of bad decision on top of bad decision. Whereas you could just stay back at the house, stay back at the dorm. You may not have somebody to hang out with, but at least you have peace and joy. And you're going to sleep peacefully at night. You're not called to be like them. You know that there is a greater purpose. There's a greater calling for you. And it's not to look like them and be like them. You are their light. You are called to be their light. But if you're, if, if, if y'all are all in the same room doing all the same things, where's the light? How are you going to illuminate the darkness if you have become what you have decided to entertain the darkness? The light is what's going to drive out the darkness, but that means that you have to make a bold decision to stand out. 
And I'm, I'm encouraging you because God will bless that and he will send people, the people that are just maybe the most unexpected. He will send those people along to encourage you and let you know, hey, girl, like you are not alone. You are. It's not just you out here. Like there are other Christians. There are other people here who are trying to live right. And he will send those people so that y'all can sharpen each other, so that y'all can encourage and bless each other. You don't have to do it alone. A great way, a very great practical way to be a light on the hill is to begin to share your testimony with others. Um, I recently had a Bible study at Texas Southern University where I host Bible studies once a week and we talked about sharing your testimony and the power that comes from that. If you look at in Revelation 12, it says that they have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And it says that they have overcome him. Him is the enemy. So that means that you can overcome the enemy. You can trample on him by the blood of the lamb, which is Jesus's blood that was already shed, which has all power. And then the word of your testimony, what God has done for you. So when you begin to share your story with others, you are letting them know a couple different things. You're letting them know that you're a Christian. You're letting them know that Jesus is real. You're sharing the gospel and you're giving them hope. You're giving them hope. So many people are looking for that hope and they haven't found it in anything else. They keep desperately searching. In Ecclesiastes, it tells us that God has put eternity in a man's heart. Like we have that, like a void that can only be filled by God. But if we don't know that it's God that we're looking for, we will go to everything else to try and find it. They're, that's all they're doing. They're just looking for God, but in all the wrong places. You know that song, uh, looking for love in all the wrong places? That's what they're doing. They're looking literally for love, the love of God, but they're looking for it in everything else but him. And that's where you come along. You get to be the light. You get to encourage them. You get to let them know of what God has done for you. You get to let them know of what it is to be um, you know, rescued from your sin and delivered from addiction and um, being able to be free from depression and have a clear mind from anxiety. You're giving them hope. You are showing them the light that they have been looking for. Imagine that they're just in a really dark room, like in a warehouse. There's no windows and there's, there's no even sign of light anywhere. And they're just been stumbling around in darkness, you know, just feeling around on the walls, trying to walk slowly and just trying to, just trying to find anything. But what they're actually doing is just, you know, just walk around stubbing their toe on stuff. Like it's just, it's not a fun experience for them. But then you come in with this big flashlight, this big floodlight, and you show them, hey, there's a way out. You open the door. You show them that the, the sun is shining and that there is help and that there's hope and that they can get out of this darkness. That is what you get to do. So begin sharing your testimony. Begin bringing God into conversations. And it doesn't always have to be this sermon, right? It doesn't have to be this deep theological you know, thing, you just start bringing them up in conversations, however, so organically as you can and begin to let people know that, wow, okay, she's, she's so that's, that's what she's about. She's about Jesus. She's a Christian. Okay, cool. May, may not be ready to accept him, but at least they'll know where you stand and they'll know who you are. So begin to share your testimony, begin to share your journey. I also wanted to drop a couple um, tips or ways for you to be encouraged as a believer as you are going and being the light because I'm encouraging you, I'm challenging you, I'm doing all of that, but I do want to just be very um, 
understanding of the fact that I know it's not hard to be, I mean, that I know that it's not easy to be the light. I know that people want to put your light out. I know that people want to make fun of you, especially in, uh, depending on the university that you're at. It may be a very secular environment where you just look just like the non-cool person, right? Like you're just mad lame for like doing that whole Jesus thing. So I do want to affirm the fact that I see you. I know, I get it. I know that it can be hard. But here are some ways to stay encouraged as a believer. One, go to Christian events. Go to events where other believers are going to be, right? Like you need people. You need the body of Christ. You need to encounter other believers so that you can be encouraged, so that y'all can bless each other, so that iron sharpens iron, so that you can edify and uplift each other. Um, the Bible says don't forsake the assembly of the saints. That means like don't don't not be around Christians, right? So make sure you go to Christian events, meet some Christian friends. If you're trying to be a light, they're trying to be a light. Why don't y'all be a light together, right? Like y'all can help each other out. Um, and that goes into my next point. Number two, hang with Christian friends. I know that there's a lot of people that maybe you want to hang out with, but if they're not making the best decisions and you know that by the end of the night, you're going to end up doing some stuff you ain't have no business doing. Girl, go call your first, your Christian friends up, call them up and be like, hey, sis, uh, what you doing tonight? And, and it doesn't mean that y'all going to go read the Bible for five hours or just like, you know, like go do something. I'm not saying that the Bible isn't fun, but like go out and do something, right? Like go, go painting, go, go cart riding, go, go do a picnic, like go do something. But be around people who have the same convictions, who have the same, you know, they're like-minded. They have their, their faith is important to them. If your faith isn't important to you, you'll be out here doing whatever, right? But if you do have a faith that, and you're trying to live for Jesus, you will cling on to the things of, of Jesus and the things of God. And you will want to live a life that will please him. Number three, this one is huge. This is my final point. Make sure you go to church, girl. Make sure you go to church. That is where you're going to be grounded so that you can, you know, it'll like, it'll build you up so that you can go back into the world. You know, like when you play like a Super Mario game or like, I don't know, some type of video games. I'm not super, I'm not really a gamer, so don't quote me on stuff. But you know, like when you get like, I know Super Mario because I just played it with my brother recently. Um, I think it's like the mushroom that has the little teeth, right? And it can like eat you up and it like depletes you right? Like you may come back to life, but like you're a little weak when you come back. Um, that's what it, that, that's what it can feel like sometimes. Like after you've gone out and you've been the light all week for people, you're like, bro, I'm tired. Like I'm tired of being the example. I'm tired of being the, you know, like that's just real. Um, so you need somebody, you need a place, you need something or someone to build you back up to, you know, to kind of re-energize you so that you can go back out and do it again. And church is a perfect way for that. You can be refreshed. You can, you know, get spiritually fed by the sermon and all of that. Um, you also can uh, meet friends there too, right? Hopefully there's a community there so that you can stay involved and um, meet other people. And uh, a lot of times the churches that are near the universities, they will um, reach out to the colleges and, you know, try to do things to keep y'all plugged in and stuff. And so find a church. I know you're in a new environment. I know you're in college whatever girl find a church please find a bible study you got to be in church because that's what's going to keep you so that you can continue to be the light the less that you spend time with like-minded believers the less that you you're around other people the less you're going to want to be the light because you're not going to you know you're not going to be as serious about your faith when you're serious about your faith you will be serious about showing up and being the light for other people 
when you're just kind of like, ah, it's whatever. I'm, I, I was on fire for God, but like, it's just this thing now, then your light will go out. Your candle will, you know, the flame will just burn on out. And then now you're in darkness with them. So I want you to go to Christian events, hang with some Christian friends and make sure you go to church. Be that light on a hill. We need you wherever you are. We need you to be that light. Last but not least, how do we make this thing pop? How do we fit this into purpose, obedience, and prayer? So regarding P, purpose, you have purpose at your college, and that is to be the light of Christ. So make sure that you're doing all the things that we just discussed in this episode to be that light, because that is your purpose. For the O, be obedient to what God tells you to do or not do. As he's directing you on how to be the light, Be obedient to what he's showing you. If he says, go talk to somebody, go and talk to them. If he says, don't talk to somebody and you need to, you know, stop hanging out with certain people, don't hang out with certain people, you know, like do whatever you need to do in that time to really be the light that God needs you to be. Be obedient to whatever he's doing. Trust his plans or his, his, his plans are good. His ways are higher. He knows best. He's sovereign. Let him take control, girl. And you just, you just say, okay, just say, all right, I'm gonna go. Don't ask all the questions. Just go and do it. And lastly, for prayer, you got to get that prayer life up, sis. Get that prayer life up. Pray about how you can be used at your college and how to be a light to those around you. There are specific ways that you can be the light. And it doesn't have to look like the next person. Pray about what you can do in your dorm, in your classroom, in your family even. Pray about how you can be the light while you're in college. So I pray that this was helpful. I pray that y'all are challenged and y'all just, y'all ready to be the light. Like, are you ready to be the light on your college campus? God needs you. He needs his hands and his feet. He needs the body of Christ to go out and, and share the gospel and be the light and bring others to know him. He needs us to be in position so that we can go and share the good news with others. Don't miss it. And if if you do, if you mess it up, hey, there's grace, but then get back up and be the light again, okay? And one last thing I do want to say, just because you're the light doesn't mean you have to be perfect. doesn't mean you have to be all put together. If anything, when they see that you don't have it put together, but you're looking towards the one who is perfect, that's also being the light as well. So don't feel like you have to have it all together, but just trust the Lord and allow him to use you to be the light you don't have to be a christian for a certain amount of years a certain amount of time to be the light he that verse says go and be the light it didn't have any other um requirement or or qualification go and be the light on a hill go and be the light and let our light shine before men So thank y'all so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our website at www.christiangirlspop.com. And you can check us out on YouTube at Christian Girls Pop. You can always send in any emails, questions, or concerns that you have to christiangirlspop at gmail.com. Also remember, Sailor Retreat, December 8th through the 10th of 2023. I would love for you to be in that place. So find your way there however you can i would love to be with you thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode and as always remember jesus already loves you so much don't you ever forget that